谢谢来信，罗伯高，我叫罗伯特。罗伯高 is an English learning podcast where we read a story and we can review on Quizlet. This week we are reading *The Golden Age* from the old Greek stories, edited by James Baldwin. Now, last week we read about the gods, but there were beings before the gods, and these were called Titans. When the gods are born, they defeated the Titans and took over. There are many stories in many cultures with the same idea as today's story. It's called the Golden Age. It's exactly what your grandma says. These kids with their iPhones and their phone eyes—they just aren't right. I think the children are evil. It is the idea that the past is always better than the present. That people get dumber or lazier or weaker every generation. In ancient Greek mythology, according to the ancient author Hesiod, it is the fall from the Golden Age to the Silver Age to the Bronze Age to the Age of Heroes, down to humans today, who are stupid, evil humans of the Iron Age, the worst age. But come on, are we so bad? I got, I got shoes on my feet, you know. I got an iPhone 45. It's got about a hundred cameras. That's awesome. My girlfriend's a computer. You know, it's great. Wow. What do you know? Now here's the Golden Age, edited by James Baldwin. Jupiter and his mighty folk had not always dwelt amid the clouds on the mountain top. In times long past, a wonderful family called Titans had lived there and had ruled over all the world. There were twelve of them, six brothers and six sisters, and they said that their father was the sky and their mother the earth. They had the form and looks of men and women, but they were much larger and far more beautiful. The name of the youngest of these titans was Saturn, and yet he was so very old that men often called him Father Time. He was the king of the titans, and so, of course, was the king of all the earth besides. Men were never so happy as they were during Saturn's reign. It was the true golden age then. The springtime lasted all year. The woods and meadows were always full of blossoms, and the music of singing birds was heard every day and every hour. It was summer and autumn too. It was summer and autumn too at the same time. Apples and figs and oranges always hung ripe from the trees, and there were purple grapes on the vines and melons and berries of every kind, which the people had but to pick and eat. Of course, nobody had to do any kind of work in that happy, happy time. There was no such thing as sickness or sorrow or old age. Men and women lived for hundreds and hundreds of years and never became gray or wrinkled or lame, but were always handsome and young. They had no need of houses, for there were no cold days nor storms nor anything to make them afraid. Nobody was poor, for everybody had the same precious things: the sunlight, the pure air, the wholesome water of the springs, and the grass for a carpet, the blue sky for a roof, the fruits and flowers of the woods and meadows. So, of course, no one was richer than another, and there was no money nor any locks or bolts, for everybody was everybody's friend. And no man wanted to get more of anything than his neighbors had. When these happy people had lived long enough, they fell asleep, and their bodies were seen no more. They flitted through the air and over the mountains and across the sea to a flowery land in the distant west. And some men say that even to this day they are wandering happily hither and thither about the earth, causing babies to smile in their cradles, 
easing the burdens of the toil-worn and sick and blessing mankind everywhere. What a pity is it that this golden age should have come to an end. But it was Jupiter and his brothers who brought about the sad change. It is hard to believe it, but men say that Jupiter was the son of the old Titan king, Saturn, and that he was hardly a year old when he began to plot how he might wage war against his father. As soon as he was grown up, he persuaded his brothers Neptune and Pluto and his sisters Juno, Ceres, and Vesta to join him and they vowed that they would drive the titans from the earth. Then followed a long and terrible war, but Jupiter had many mighty helpers, a company of one-eyed monsters called Cyclopes, also sometimes called Cyclops, were kept busy all the time, forging thunderbolts in the fire of burning mountains. Three other monsters, each with a hundred hands, were called in to throw rocks and trees against the stronghold of the titans, and Jupiter himself hurled his sharp lightning darts so thick and fast that the woods were set on fire and the water in rivers boiled with the heat. Of course, good, quiet, old Saturn and his brothers and sisters could not hold out always against such foes as these. At the end of ten years, they had to give up and beg for peace. They were bound in chains of the hardest rock and thrown into prison in the lower worlds. And the Cyclopes and the hundred-handed monsters were sent there to be their jailers and to keep guard over them forever. Then men began to grow dissatisfied with their lot. Some wanted to be rich and own all the good things in the world. Some wanted to be kings and rule over the others. Some who were strong wanted to make slaves of those who were weak. Some broke down the fruit trees in the woods, lest others should eat of the fruit, some for mere sport hunted the timid animals which had always been their friends, some even killed these poor creatures and ate their flesh for food. At last, instead of everybody being everybody's friend, everybody was everybody's foe. So, in all the world, instead of peace, there was war. Instead of plenty, there was starvation. Instead of innocence, there was crime. And instead of happiness, there was misery. And that was the way in which Jupiter made himself so mighty. And that was the way in which the Golden Age came to an end. Now, there are other versions of this story where Jupiter and the gods are only fighting the Titans for self-defense. After all, Saturn, or Kronos, tries to eat them. So, to live, Jupiter and his brothers and sisters have to fight back. It's interesting here to see this story with one interpretation that is so negative about the present and so positive about the past. We will see different stories where the editor or the ancient author has a very strong opinion, either loves the future and youth and promise or thinks everything from the past was better. Uh, now, come back next episode for The Flood, edited by James Baldwin. Want more Lobolgao? Please follow on Spotify, review vocab on Quizlet, and email me at robertsenglishpodcast at gmail.com. That's robertsenglishpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.